हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट थर्टीन फीचर्स ऑफ सेवेंटी थर्ड एंड सेवेंटी फोर्थ कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल अमेंडमेंट एंड अवर टॉपिक इज इनिशिएटिव्स आफ्टर इकोनॉमिक रिफॉर्म्स एंड वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस डिवाइसिंग इफेक्टिव कोऑर्डिनेशन मकैनिज्म मल्टीलेवल प्लानिंग which is essential for decentralized planning leads to mere misuse and wastage of scarce resources it becomes obligated to develop and devise interlinkages among the plans formulated at different levels thus devising effective coordination mechanism is one of the essential prerequisites of decentralized planning In this connection 74th amendment act made a revolutionary step by providing for the creation of district planning committee dpcs to coordinate and plan framed by the various tiers of the local bodies both in urban and rural areas article 243 jd of 74th amendment act also provides the setting up of district planning committee consisting of elected representatives of both the urban and rural areas in every district to prepare composite plan for the whole district however the implementation of this provision leaves much to be done undoubtedly the formation of dpc is a step towards making decentralization pro poor yet even after more than a decade from the effect of 74th amendment act many states are yet to constitute the dpcs in their respective states in so far as the creation of dpc which is a statutory obligation of the state governments is concerned some of the states have only set them up formally without making them operational andhra pradesh has not even set up them although a few states like kerala and west bengal have taken to des- decentralized planning earnestly the tardiness of the others in constituting and operational thing the dpc may limit their role as instruments of decentralized planning even in the state like karnataka where panchayats have taken roots and has once become a model of decentralized planning dpc is not functioning properly amazingly provision for constituting dpc is not made in gujarat state panchayati raj act now let us move to the next point people's participation people's participation is must for the success of, of every plan people's participation in the context of decentralized planning means their direct involvement at the level of both plan and formulation and implementation 
the necessity of people's participation in planning was highlighted in the fifth five-year plan. Perhaps the most effective system of securing people's participation in decentralized planning is through the constitution of Gram Sabha at the village level. Though the role of the Gram Sabha was recognized even earlier and in some of the states it was even provided a statutory status as far back in 1960s. But it was the 73rd constitutional status to this body. The act provides that the Gram Sabha is to be constituted at in each village exercising such powers and performing such functions at the village level as the state act may provide. It consists of all registered waters in the area of that panchayat. The significance of the institution lies in the fact it is the only political institution in the country in which direct democracy is in operation. It has been rightly observed that the Gram Sabha is the unique forum for collective thinking, planning and decision making and overseeing different activities in the village. This institution is designed to help in bringing common people to the decision making and uplift the status of women and the depressed classes. In fact, it is the only forum which can ensure direct democracy. It offers equal opportunity to all citizens of a village to discuss, criticize and approve or reject the proposal of the panchayat executive and assess its past performance and is a watchdog of democracy at the grassroots level. Thus, it may be said that since the two constitutional amendment acts have not satisfied the basic prerequisites of the decentralized planning, the claim for their being revolutionary steps in the direction of decentralized planning is hollowed. Further, the idea of decentralized planning, unless any such effort in this direction satisfies the above, sad prerequisite would remain a distant dream. The Constitution Act 1992 has been passed by the Parliament with a view mainly to strengthen and revitalize the Panchayatiraj bodies so that they can subserve the needs of the millions that live in rural areas. The first sign of a healthy democracy is that evolving of a mechanism for arriving collective decisions by involving the people who are most affected by them. Decentralization is the vital mechanism through which democracy becomes truly representative and responsive. The linking mechanism between effective administrative setup and participation is the delegation of powers 
to the people at grassroots level. In a country like India, where majority of its people lives in rural areas, decentralization of governance should not remain at local level as a mere creed, but it should be an operational imperative. After independence, the focus of the rulers shifted from regulatory to welfare administration. The crucial challenge ahead was the upliftment of the ruler masses from an utmost poverty. Number of ruler development schemes evolved in this regard could succeed due to lack of active participation of the people at the implementation level. Prior to the historic 73rd constitutional amendment, any references to the decentralization of local government was confined to the directive principles of state policy. The successive central and state governments have tried to shift the responsibility to one another in in implementation of the decentralization schedule. The 73rd amendment has given a new lease of life to Panchayati Raj institutions, where central and state governments have to delegate all powers to Panchayas to enable them to function effectively as self-governing institutions. It provides for the reservation of seats and offices for SC and STs, OBCs and women. Fixed tenure for panchayats prevents its dissolution and provides more powers and functions of the panchayats. It also provides for the constitution of a state election commission, for the conduct of election to PRIs, and the State Finance Commission to the review the financial position of the panchayas and to make recommendations to the government. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.